Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 170. God, we're flying through the numbers. It feels like the 100th episode was only a few weeks ago, and now we're cascading towards 200. Um, Thank you for tuning in, guys. Thank you for all the love for last week's episode with um, Soad McKennett. Uh, absolutely amazing and mind blowing. It's been great to see that you guys were as excited about that one as as I was. A uh, a truly rare and unique conversation that I think it's important to spread the word on. And the week before the Eddie Izzard one is one of the biggest ones we've done this year. So big love for all the love, 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 love. Speaking of other podcasts, um, I'm recording this um the Wednesday, the Wednesday before this comes out. It's why I'm so. I've seen so much I loved today already for the um, Soad McHennid episode. I'm about to fly to Dublin. Here's why I'm recording so early. Tomorrow morning, I fly to Dublin and we do a live Distraction Pieces podcast um, in Dublin on Thursday. Then on Friday, we do a live Hardcore Listing drunk cast. Now that's going to be out on the Hardcore Listing podcast stream so it'll be a live drunk cast i'm not sure when that's out but obviously i'll mention it in the appropriate intros then i fly back to london on saturday morning do my club night on saturday evening we are lizards then fly to la on sunday where i'm going to be exhausted we've got a load of meetings and then on thursday i fly to new york and then sunday i fly back home to london and then to essex obviously so yeah, it's going to be it's a mental few days. So I'm getting this intro in early because it's a great one. I got the chance a couple of weeks ago to to sit down with a Hugo White from the Maccabees, and it was fantastic. Um, we had a really good chat. It, it was timed perfectly because it's just after they've had their farewell gigs, and it blew me away. I love that kind of. I, I've always been pleased that myself and Dan Lassac chose when our last gig was going to be and went out. You know, I've said numerous times, but on our most commercially and successful and critically acclaimed album, our biggest tour we've ever done, and ended at Bestival. I love that kind of that poetry of going right. Here's where we're ending, and we're ending as a creative choice, an artistic choice, rather than oh, the interest is just gone. So it was a really good chat to have. If you're a fan of the Maccabees, this week this is the first time we've done this. This week. A Hugo is on hardcore listing as well, and he's picking his top five songs with songs with stories behind them or stories behind s- songs. S- so basically, his, his top five songs with interesting stories are behind them. So that's well worth checking out. I think that'd be great. And yeah, we're trying this out. It's an unusual thing, but we thought it'd be good to do a collaboration like this. So here is the in-depth interview with. Hugo about his whole career, his upbringing, South London, everything else. And if you enjoy this and want to hear his more of him, he's on Hardcore Listing already. It came out on Monday. Today's Wednesday. Um, so go and check that out. Hardcore Listing on iTunes or Acast. We're brought to you as ever by Speech Development Records. Um, dot com. I'm going to tell you what. what the dark winter merch is it's not out yet it'll be out in a couple of weeks i should be getting in the first week of october so any day now as soon as i get back from america basically um we've done these amazing speech development umbrellas with the we may not be for you and that's fine um skeleton hand logo 
just on the top of an umbrella. It looks ridiculously good. We've done these scarves that on one side says, oh, we may not be for you. And on the other side, it says, and that and that's fine. And then it has the little skull, uh, Mr. Heggie's skull rat thing and SDR. Um, and we've done bags rucksacks that look absolutely amazing they've got um, a black rubber they're black with a front pocket they've got like a black rubber speech of animal records emblem badge on there they've got the we may not be for you in that fine uh, and that's fine scroll kind of slogan a, a, a really s- s- subtle branding not hammering anything home um, and they're going to be out obviously we've also I've just done a rerun a new run of the sweatshirts so, so I mean, these will, re- will be already in the store, but they're not officially launched yet. So we've got the two different Scroobius Pip design sweatshirts and the speech development j- jackets. So that's going to be our Dark Winter line. I'm going to try and organise a, a massive photo sh- a shoot again because the Dark s- a, 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 a Summer photo shoot has, has legit been one of the things I'm most proud of um, in years. So, yeah, that's exciting. So all that merch is to come. A few bits will be up there now, but there'll be I'll, it'll all launch properly in a few weeks. So check that out, speechofelementrecords.com. Um, that's all I'm going to tell you. Let's jump into the podcast. I don't think I've got anything. You're lucky because I've only got one more club night left this year, and that's in November. So you've got a good few, you've got a month or two now where I'm not going to be trying to get you to come to the live podcast or get you to come to the club night. It's all done. We're done for a bit. All I want you to do is listen to free podcasts and enjoy them. The guests I've got lined up are ridiculous. It's blowing me away who is now approaching me to come on the podcast. I'm genuinely talking like Hollywood A-listers. That's not an exaggeration. I'm not going to announce any until I've recorded them. But yeah, some serious Hollywood A-listers and huge comedians I'm massive fans of all 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 hitting me up to come on this little podcast that happens to have have gone crazy and smashed past 10 million uh uh downloads and stuff like that it's crazy so thank you very much for that check out everyone else on the distraction pieces network you've heard the little plug and sting at the beginning we've got hardcore listing I said this week's guest is matching Hugo White from the Maccabees we've got say why to drugs with Dr. Susie Gage, we've got Stop and Search with Jason Reed, and we've got Tuesday Night Jaw with Jim Smallman. So check all of them out. But for now, let's get into the Distraction Piece podcast, episode 170, with Hugo White from the Maccabees. start recording as I, f- I finish this sentence no that's absolutely fine um yeah I, th- I think it's a case at times of it's the balance of giving yourself the right amount of time yeah but then also you know it, it can benefit to have a deadline i know yeah, that yeah, yeah. a song of mine called you will see me was a lot of the fan favorites on the last record and on my solo record a song called a broken Pr- promise was a right, lot of people's yeah. favorite they were both songs that came after we'd in our mind finished the album yeah and then it was this last minute oh i've got this other idea yeah, yeah uh, let's yeah, do it in two days and, that's the and they're the ones that become be- yeah. become the favorite so i think it is a balance i think it's tough to force it at points because yeah. i think if you're going right i need to write a song today you might not write anything good but 
yeah it's, a, it's, it's a such a complex balance yeah. isn't it and uh, and I think we've, I mean massively with with the Maccabees we struggled with that with time, like how long to give ourselves and yeah. when we had open deadlines it was just like we we went I, I think we spent three years writing the last record or something yeah. insane like that that's mad isn't you it know, and we were actually people think you know when you say that it's like people think you're sort of in and out every now and then or like once a week yeah. or whatever but we were in here like doing eight hour days actively for three years yeah like it, it was it was you know in some ways it was just insane when you think about it <laughs> it's 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 it is it's a weird one it's it's finding what works and what clicks and there is no right or wrong answer i yeah, guess because yeah. you could be going oh i'm gonna go and play computer games until i'm inspired and, and it might and it, it might have yeah. taken th- th- three years still, but you could equally be in the studio every day, and it will take three years. So yeah. there isn't a kind of yeah, isn't an answer there. I mean, I'll, I've done the classic podcast trope of starting halfway through a sentence and then addressing the fact that that is a classic podcast trope. So it's also <laughs> self-referential. But I'm joined by Hugo White. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's it's lovely to be here. I'm in your in your in your st- studio um, in South London. And it's lovely, man. Yeah, you've got geez. a lot of cool kit. Yeah, it's covered. I mean, it's a collection, really, of everything we sort of gathered over, you know, ten, fifteen years with with the Maccabees. Yeah, and so all the yeah, all the equipment and and then so you know, guitars, whatever. It's just full of full of stuff, yeah. basically, that's collected. And and then more recently, all the actual recording stuff that. You know, in the last couple of years, came together and yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty nice to be to be left with this, really. Yeah, man, and it's it's it, it, it must be good to be surrounded by stuff that probably ninety nine percent of the time isn't being touched or used. But if you're hitting a wall <laughs> yeah, and yeah. something can go, oh, exactly, do you remember yeah. when we used or what I used to do on that and exactly, so on and so forth? Yeah. When things that you'd completely forgotten you do if it's not there, everything's still around. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, there's 150 pedals or something on that yeah. shelf. And I think, you know, we d- we definitely don't use them all. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I've, I've, I found an old video recently of a gig I did like 10 years ago. And I'm playing a harmonica whilst beatboxing into a loop pedal, looping it and then rapping <laughs> over the top. Great. And until I saw that video, I was like, I have no memory of seeing that. And yeah, in the yeah. years after that, I've watched and fallen in love with people like Jamie Woon doing amazing loop stuff and things like that. And at no point did I r- r- relate to it or remember that I used to do right. loop pedal stuff. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. these guys are amazing. How do they do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I found this video. I was like, I remembered you could oh, do I it. used to do that. Didn't <laughs> yeah, I? But it's yeah. because it's stuff that happened and then isn't on display. And that's kind of what I think is, yeah, is beautiful about having all this stuff, stuff here. Those yeah, reminders, those, those a visual cue to go the fuck did i use that one for oh yeah. that's what we did yeah there. definitely i think yeah it's amazing to have it's just nice to be surrounded by gear you know <laughs> yeah it's kind of been, yeah it's kind of a nice nice feeling um and it means yeah you can kind of move around with stuff and and do you know there's this studio's kind of evolved you know this there would have been one point where this room was just like kind of there was just a sofa in the middle and a load of flight cases you know so yeah over the over time it's just gradually you know we had one little table and a laptop on it at yeah. one point and then it's just sort of evolved into now what's a kind of fully fledged recording studio completely and it's the beauty of how how music is um in in this day and age really is that it does develop and evolve in that way and it can be 
yeah, yeah. self-taught. So you, when you come to recording, I mean, you produced the bulk of the last yeah, record, the right? Last record, or, yeah. Or and yeah. Again, I'm sure there will have been some n- nerves l- leading up to that, but I think it is one of them where at points, because. I don't know, if you're in a band, yeah. you're like, right, we need a producer, and we need this, and we need that. And then you could start working with a producer and, and suddenly realise, oh, I've been doing this longer than that guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, yeah. and have this knowledge and well, stuff you've so. learned and accumulated. I think that, because even the, the thing of making that record and me producing it was that the pre record we had made previous to that, we kind of had that thing of we'd had those ideas when we'd demoed the record and we were kind of ready to make it and we'd had those things of like well let's do it ourselves you know let's not get someone out from outside in- involved and it was and the panic of doing that you know it seemed like the responsibility was just too yeah. much then and it was like okay we won't do it and actually you know it kind of turned out that that record ended up needing it was a case of like repairing the whole thing after you know to get it back to right. the vision we had originally yeah, 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 yeah. and so I think once we'd done that that was a kind of it, you know, it was a it was a difficult situation, but it also was a, an amazing thing to happen because it was like a realization of okay, actually, you don't oh, we need do we this. don't need yeah. other, anyone else involved. You know, yeah, that's beautiful. It's given and, you that confidence and opened that door to say, oh, we know what yeah. we want now. We we're at exactly, that point. Yeah, and it took a while to get there, and and then you start realizing that stuff that I guess while it's happening at first you don't realise the kind of years going by of it but at, at some point you kind of step back and you're like I've been doing this for 14 years now yeah. you know kind of and you feel like sort of yeah actually I do know what I'm doing, I'm doing this, exactly. you know, so. did you still have any any panics and nerves on the third one because I always remember when like I'd, I'd, I've worked with Dan Lassac for years he's one of my f- favourite producer he blows my mind frequently and on the last record we did a track with um, a Flux Pavilion mm. and Dan's n- nerves to work w- work with another producer because again it, yeah. it, this is a world now where so many people are self-taught mm-hmm. so you could be amazing at doing stuff your way mm-hmm. but someone else could come in and mention something that you've got z- z- zero knowledge of and st- 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 strip all your confidence away yeah, when it's like yeah. well, no, I don't know that term at all, but yeah, I do know how to make a record that, that yeah, I want to make. I know? mean, that is, yeah, there, it was a difficult thing. It definitely took a lot of, I mean, one of the, the kind of great things about that, the last record we made was that we had, we wrote the whole thing in here mm. and then recorded it all in here. So it was all done in, Beautiful. in this thing. And that, and for me with producing it, it was the fact that we were in it the whole time when we were writing it was like we were demoing from the start we were yeah. recording like it was the and gradually piecing the studio together how it needed to be and so all those things just kind of it was like a long lead up to it and yeah um which was really nice but there was i mean there's huge amounts of involved in that record the kind of panic and confidence crashes of of the band and, yeah. and it was just like yeah we had you know we put ourselves through it trying to make particularly that particularly when you're in 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 your own space because it means that you can work for hours oh. and hours and hours to, to the point that you can't be certain what, yeah. if what you're doing is good or not you can, do you know what yeah, i mean completely. you can be you could finish a day feeling we've nailed that and an hour later be like we've oh, just wasted a day that was, was awful I mean, we did that for months yeah you know? yeah like it was I and mean, we actually made this um we made a film there was an idea at the beginning of making that record that we wanted to like have some sort of film kind of to go to go along with yeah. the record we made that we would essentially soundtrack um 
with the record and so we Amazing. and we had had these um this kind of idea this concept that it was the film was following like sort of six i think there was six or eight different stories around this area oh, wow. of basically people making something or crafting something or uh, yeah. working on something um and and that just and basically and they filmed in a kind of documentary style and we were just one of the elements of that Wicked. and this film never actually came out in the oh, end wow. but it's i think it's coming out after there's like a reissue of the, yeah. all the records and it's going to come out with that but it was kind of it is actually an amazing film but um watching watching it back after you know and they were in here a lot of the time filming us and it's kind of painful i think it was one of the reasons it didn't really come out is because right. our association with it like kind of watching it back it you see how uh, how much of a difficult situation we put ourselves in and it right. wasn't actually you know there's there's kind of interviews and stuff where like you know even like the visit like the record label coming down to visit us and talk about the demos in yeah. here and we're all sitting there and you just kind of look at it oh, the look on our faces and stuff. it's actually like almost like we've been tortured or something yeah. in here it's like just to sort of look back on it and be like what the you know what <laughs> what was going on there? i mean it's 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 a weird industry in that mm. way though in general because it's all so constant and fast moving that mm. it is easy to forget a month ago i'll ex- ex- explain that a bit more but by the time you're touring it yeah, yeah. You've forgotten gone, yeah. everything that happened in and the studio. All yeah. this, even at points, and I've I found this performance-wise, w- all the heart and soul is going into that performance. But there's certain songs that I've done them so many times, the words don't actually have that meaning anymore. And yeah, it isn't until yeah. I talk to someone outside of it, it goes, "Oh, this song meaning yeah, this." Word you go, becomes muscle memory, "Oh yeah, that was it? about like, yeah." So it's, again, yeah. it's weird because you can still, but. It's not like you're phoning it in in any way, but it does become, yeah, yeah. as I said, m- muscle memory. It becomes sounds coming out of your mouth and, and sounds. That's, that's kind of a beautiful thing about, uh, well, music in general, but even with production and, and f- the, the the work that goes into, you know, to make even one track where you could spend two weeks, you know, yeah. on this kind of thing. It's like all the all the work we did with the Maccabees, where this, it was this, this huge amounts of like, you know, hundred versions of this song that were changing and changing and evolving and it's like the hours that went into certain songs was just insane you know yeah but then when you play them and once it's recorded and it's down as one one piece of music everything behind it disappears and it it exists as that and everything's kind of left you know and and equally i mean even even the, the step on from that is remembering that that's the version that exists for all your fans yeah. But however it evolves live is what exists is it, is for it, you then, because yeah, you'll yeah, then be yeah. playing that every yeah, night. It's not like you're getting in the van every night and pressing pl- no, play yeah, on your yeah. own album, but you'll be playing it every night and there'll be slight tweaks and developments, yeah, yeah. and then at some point you'll be out somewhere and hear one of your songs and go, oh, it goes like that. That's yeah. that's not how it is in my mind, but that's yeah, how yeah. everyone knows it, except for yeah. you guys in that one band. Yeah, it's amazing. I guess that's, yeah, that's a really nice thing, isn't it, about playing live and, yeah. and having you create your own thing that exists in a certain way I, I always remember before making music thinking the man the the, the 
the journey is the writing and then imagine that end point of releasing a record mm-hmm. and then as soon as you're in the music industry you realise that isn't the end point in, yeah, any, that's the in start any way point. that's the start yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so it's much just the start it's like, every end is just yeah. a new kind of yeah. by the end of every tour I, I, I can't allow myself to think about the album that we started when touring it because I think if we recorded it now, it'd be be so much yeah. better because yeah. I've I've ironed out all the it's tweaks the through way, hundreds it? of hours of playing it. It's like I know every song. Oh, I could have done that. Yeah. That flow could have been slightly tighter there, and this and that. It's like let's okay. <laughs> not think about that's that. That's a painful thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, you, that's a really difficult one. We actually actually with the last Maccabees record, that was like a, a real kind of focus thing of like trying to make sure that we were playing you know because even with the record before that we did it more broken up and we did you know a lot of demos on computers where we were chopping things up yeah. and, and actually the final projects of the songs were kind of chopped up and arranged some of them kind of arranged it in yeah. within a computer and um and with the last record it was like we would every edit of everything that like a, a change in the section or whatever it was always played you know it it's was live. done like that it yeah. was never we kind of made a strict rule of like the songs have to develop as a band in in a live room, yeah. And we're not we're not chopping sections out. We're not moving stuff yeah. around, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was yeah, really yeah. nice, but it was the most sort of painful way of doing it because you've got to be sitting five people staring at each other. For it's 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 <laughs> a logical way of doing it, though. It's weird that we've got to this world in technology where we can take them sh- shortcuts, and, yeah, and, yeah. and rapping's a prime example of that. Mm. The amount of people who when they've, they've finished a track, have used so many drop-ins and edit points that they could never actually perform that live. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, if you work hard on that for a few months, you probably can record that live. Yeah. So maybe you should have done that for the recording process. Yeah, and it's, a, yeah. it's a, a similar thing. If you're doing all these edits in a computer, yeah. then you have to sit down and go, well, at some point I'm going to have to play yeah. this live. So why well, not get it live now God, and so, then record it as that, you know? Yeah, and it takes more time. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> what we're living in, like, the world of shortcuts in that. And and there's so many benefits to it, but there's also so many things, like, even for musicians now that, you know, that that you sort of, you don't need to be as good as you used to have to be. Yeah, you know? yeah, because yeah. Because you yeah, had yeah, to yeah. have your take and a live take and you had to, you know, it had to be there. And if you were yeah. re- recording live with everything it was like you couldn't let the other players down you know with your take and completely and nowadays the fact that even if you're not doing it that like, everyone knows i feel like it's become a thing that just everyone understands it now that everything can be fixed and changed and 100%. and and just the fact that people know even if you try and uh, approach things with like a live thing you sort of everyone knows in the back of their head they can fix that in. problem yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'll come back in tomorrow and, and do my part again yeah which is like the whole yeah you know thing of older records that were made on tape and stuff like that where the, the mistakes were really amazing but now that i you know it, being able to keep that stuff is it takes real a real conscious effort to yeah. to make those things because everything can be fixed and and which can also end up with everything sounding sterile, you know. Yeah. But then it kind of fits with, and also because you listen, you know, listening to radio now, and and because the standard now has become like even with you know drumming or what, it, everything's put in time, you know. On radio yeah. one, it's like everything's locked in, you know. Yeah, yeah, drum, yeah, yeah. Things aren't loose, things aren't moving around, Completely. and therefore you kind of end up with this format where everything has to chase it because if you're 
putting out tracks where things are loose and all over yeah. the place next to the tracks where it's locked in people's ears aren't used to kind of like yeah it's it's become a kind of standard that things work like that it's, yeah it's 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 a weird thing as well man with with radio and again like you guys had had, had, a, had a load of radio success and things like that but it is a weird world weird world how i mean i was kind of it's it's weird our paths never crossed but because it yeah, felt that yeah. we were always in the same scene yeah, i felt right, that yeah. um just after i stopped kind of gigging with jack Pignate and kate nash and, and peggy sue and all these it mm-hmm. seemed like you guys were in there so it was like i'd always heard your stuff and been aware yeah, of your stuff the yet same circles, we never kind of it? seemed no. to match up somewhere but it means that we were at the same time where the pressure from labels was to get daytime radio one airplay and it was really weird because there was all kind of us guys that were making weird alternative stuff but we were trying to get daytime radio one airplay to be played between girls allowed and 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 whoever else at that point and it was a really weird one for me i remember the excitement of the first bit of airplay and then the disappointment of all the future bits of daytime airplay because yeah. the first time you get radio one airplay it is this wow we're we're yeah, someone yeah. now the next times you realize how the world just keeps turning yeah, and nothing yeah, exactly. changes and for me and again for, uh, for you guys i'd imagine or from like as a listener for you guys the bigger impact was always going to be on zane's show or on on hugh stevens show or people yeah, like that because yeah. they're playing your song more to people who are going to be open to that kind yeah. of or john John Kennedy is always my my yeah, golden been, example of everything. I think he's from the, start, the yeah. best of the best, and his show is somewhere that like we we I always remember when he he was the first person ever to play "Thou Shall Always Kill," and we sent w- one burnt CD of it to him because Kate Nash told us to, and right. just put a note, and he played it, and he said at that point it got the most messages in, and it's not because it's the best song ever, but it's because no one had heard it. Yeah, so it was literally yeah, it a oh my god, what, oh, what is this? Whereas I feel on daytime radio one, and this isn't a diss to daytime radio one. If you hear something you've never heard of, you're not really going to text in and say, oh, what is this? You, you're going to yeah, yeah. t- talk to your mates over it and ignore it, kind of. Whereas exactly. shows like John Kennedy and Hugh Stevens, all yes. of these have yeah, that. You're focused really like, oh, what is this? Yeah, and people want to discover. It's like a, a way of hearing new music as yeah. well, you know. But I, I, I feel that you know, even with. Um, Radio One and stuff like with, because there is always that pressure. It's kind of like a thing that this Radio One is kind of make or break of like the next level of a band, you know. Yeah. Whether you get that thing, but I remember even and and they were actually really supportive of of Maccabees records and yeah. and that. Um, but the last last record, I remember, you know, because there's all this build up to like whether you're on the playlist or whatever and yeah. that stuff, and actually. You know, you kind of end up listening to it, thinking, you know, oh, it's getting played, you know, the single or whatever getting played. And you kind of listen to it, thinking, I don't know if it really like why why was there such a build up to having it because everything is sort of next to it. You're like, why are we in this? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'd, 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 but, I'd I'd rather not be that song that's annoying the people who yeah, want yeah, yeah. exactly. to listen to poppier stuff. Yeah. It's like it, it, I don't know. Um, I always <laughs> yeah. have issue with the term um, underrated. And people yeah. say, "Oh, you're so underrated." It's like, well, no. Just we b- b- both make music that isn't necessarily for everyone. Mm-hmm. The people who rate us 
like Maccabees fans, yeah, fucking rate you. Yeah, you know, it's so underrated. For, for me, always feels like it's an insult to those who yeah, are into. Yeah. It's like I don't feel underrated at all because of the, the the love I've always had yeah. from the people who do get it. It isn't for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It isn't pop, but that's fine. That's kind of and it makes acceptable. It, yeah, and there's a there's a thing of where when you c- cross into that next kind of category of where it's like blanket, like everyone is in, everyone knows the songs yeah. and everyone it dilutes it for the people that were uh, re- had real passion Completely. with it. And, and again, it's kind of. I, I think there's room for all of these kinds of music. Yeah. I, I remember like when I was working at HMV, it was when J- James Blunt's album came out, and James Blunt and Dido in the same kind of yeah. era of working in HMV, and one of the guys in there was like, oh, this is music for people who aren't into music. And he said that as an insult, and I don't think it is an insult. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people... It's, it's weird because, when you've grown up hugely yeah. passionate about music to think that not everyone has that, and that's, that, that's okay. A lot of people just... They want something in the background, and, and they will still feel people, it yeah, and, and be great. affected, but they're just not in the record shops like hunting yeah, for vinyl yeah. and things like they that. They don't want something that they have to... That's the thing is, what, yeah, not everyone wants to really delve into yeah. tracks and uh, and kind of... Ha, you know, be taken on these sort of weird things, or want it to be interesting in those. But people do want it, music to be, and I guess that's why the you know this kind of pop. Uh, there's a really kind of straight up thing of like uh, things are direct, they're understandable. Yeah. You can you can get all that happening, and and that's the most popular kind of yeah. format. You know, it works. It works. Oh man, I, I, I remember I I can't remember which episode I was discussing this on, but. The greatest example of why everyone who moans about pop should shut up was that that concert for, for Manchester. Because mm-hmm. I tuned into that and it was, you know, a lot of acts that I'm not particularly into, but by God, this, there's nothing that connects people in the same way as singing along to, you know, a Coldplay song yeah, or yeah. whatever else that, that can get everyone at once and get that emotion at once yeah. and all, all share that emotion freely and comfortably and it's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing amazing and that, but even I remember someone we worked with uh, this guy called Laurie Layton who's an old producer he he, um, he said what was it something about that yeah pop um, put it, or his thing is like pop music is the greatest art form you know yeah. like like pop music is just you know it's never kind of to be underestimated how ama- how incredible yeah, it is to, agree, to be able man. to put something together that that translates in that uh, in that way you know uh, to that many people uh, you know all at once all can connect in that same way that's mm-hmm. a that's a beautiful thing and i think it's easy for people in the alternative areas or the arty areas to go ah it's, it's all bullshit or it's like yeah yeah you, you i remember a guy i worked with and i won't name him but um he was saying at one point he was like this dubstep's blowing up. I might just make a dubstep step song just to make a load of money and then get on with it. It's like if you could, you already, yeah, already yeah, would you have. Would. There's yeah, a yeah, there's yeah. a skill to that in itself. The poppy yeah, dubsteps, yeah. Some hard things. It was like it's easy for people who are multi instrumentalists and all yeah. this to say, oh, maybe I should just dumb down and make this. It's like yeah. no, it's a different skill. Yeah, it's a different it's skill a that you don't skill. you don't happen to have, and that's <laughs> fine. Again, you don't need to have it. Um, before we get on to, I I want to talk about. The last album and the farewell gigs, um, and your whole career, in fact. So this, this might take a minute, but um, as some of you were saying earlier about the fact that everyone was in the studio for hours and hours and end on the last record, did that help you avoid um, 
demo romance, I guess. Because I think one of the problems I have in the part is like you'll record a demo and love it, and then that's not the finished track, and it'll build yeah, and build, yeah. and you'll still be kind of in love with that original version. I know, yeah. That's, Whereas that's something that... if you're all there for all the developments, yeah, it did. maybe it helps a bit, it right? It did, right? It de- definitely did. And, and kind of the way we did that was we didn't do any demos that were had any kind of layering. Yeah. Um, all we did was we had everything set up live in the room. Oh, so, that, so everything was mic'd up. So when we'd play, we'd, we'd spend a day in the room and we'd even some days we'd record all day and, yeah. and then and some days we'd you know we'd work on something until it was in a good place and then we'd re- record yeah. it live and that and it was kind of a rule of of the demos are untouched you know they're not yeah. layered they're not yeah, nothing yeah, else yeah, is yeah, happening yeah. it's at least and so so the demos were like that the whole way and that kind of informed the way the approach of being able to make a record that wasn't chopped to pieces and had had a natural feel to it yeah yeah and and also meant we had to push ourselves playing wise because we had to be performing the things it wasn't a case of just record a drum loop and loop it it was like it's a performance thing i love that that you're essentially you're we went getting to already while you're writing it yeah that's a a great way to do it right again it's mad that most people record an album and then have to go hell for leather to get yeah, trying to work t- out a tour ready it, yeah. it's like well you've recorded no, we it right that. it should be at that finish point <laughs> yeah yeah well that's one of the things we we had you know we i guess we'd kind of existed as a live band right from yeah. the beginning and that was what we did and so so actually there's there was an amazing kind of um thing of just over time i guess you become kind of in sync with each other and, yeah and when we played live it's there's there is something when it happens that it's there's this kind of magic kind of interlocking of everything yeah and um i love it yeah so so did i mean uh, let's talk about as we're you know a, a, a month or so on from them uh, let's talk about the farewell shows um i loved reading about that i was gutted i wasn't about uh, to make any of them but i just thought that was was such a beautiful thing to say right yeah, we know thanks. this is where it's ending um mm. and we're gonna have a party yeah. To, to, to celebrate rather than oh this might be the end or after you finish your tour that's it just going this is our goodbye yeah. to you guys because you are a band that again it's always felt uh, the crowd have a huge part in Massively. in, in these, these shows the interaction and the vibe off each other the love on stage and off stage so it felt great that rather than purely deciding amongst yeah, yourselves that just... we're moving on and going in different directions it was deciding amongst everyone including yeah. the crowd to say look guys well, we've all come to a decision <laughs> yeah I think I mean it was a, a lot of that and the whole thing really was kind of uh, um, you know even breaking up the band or stopping the band was is, was all kind of out of you know, respect for the band you know yeah. and so, that, that we had for it and um you know, being proud of what we'd achieved and not wanting to kind of it to turn. You know, it had been so great that we wanted to end it in the way that we had it had always been with the same spirit yeah. and um, and so that was a, an amazing way to do. I mean, those shows were just unbelievably. But well, they were the biggest shows we'd ever. I mean, it was like thirty thousand tickets in London. You know, it was this huge. Madness. It was Ali Pali, right? Yeah, three nights there. So it was Beautiful. just this, um, which was an amazing place to do it, and it, it just um, had this real. It was a. It was definitely a kind of strange 
mixed of emotions of this yeah kind of for the last time just finishing and but also being on this like high that was like ha- you know this is yeah. where we've all, always kind of wanted to be and we're here now but we're doing it and ending it's it. such a weird one because it? <laughs> again there's 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 small p- p- parallels like when dan lasak and i decided to do our last gig like we decided it was going to be at best of all because that was like our home crowd and we announced it yeah. and told everyone and there was an element when you come off like this what, feels why like we, why are we stopping <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. amazing that was the crowd loved completely, it it was amazing completely uh, have we fucked up it's but taken then, a lot of conviction to like see it through you know from that original yeah, idea of or, like this is what we're gonna do Oh, well, that's been the thing that's but, been easiest on my part is saying to Dan Lassat and again he's had ups and downs on it and thinking oh maybe we should do a gig here or a gig there and my thing was at the moment that was our last gig mm-hmm. it's going to take a hell of a lot to replace that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah, and at the moment yeah. your last gig was yeah, back yeah. in three nights at Ali Pali yeah yeah if someone to... comes back and says oh do you want to do yeah, a freshers yeah. week yeah yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not, like it's like nah, do we want to re- I mean nah, it was that's, a, that's, that's it was so us. it was so yeah. special and actually you know even those those kind of things of you know people say like I would uh, you know five years you do like another a reunion or whatever and it does feel like to do that would be like it was there was something so special about that you know especially that last (laughs) night and that last kind of moment of it all and for for us that you know I essentially like I was 15 when we started the band you know so it's been it's kind of been a whole a whole adult life up till now and like so but to end it on this you know, and it was so emotional, as well, you know, to as as friends and to to have kind of been through that all together and yeah. and end it on them on that moment. You know, that the dressing room after that last show was, I mean, it was really something like really in- incredible to see like how much every like we essentially locked ourselves in the room, the band yeah. like for uh, I don't know how long, but it was a real like. Um, like one of those things that where you look back at in like moments of your life you know that was a really important yeah moment that of us being in a room together alone you know yeah. after that at the end of what we'd put our lives into and yeah and kind of ended it in that way so it was the whole thing yeah it's there's something really special about it now that that feels like an amazing thing that we've got to experience that and we and that we managed to carve it into ending on that note you know was, yeah. was a rare thing and we know how rare that is and not many people get a chance to do that and it also meant you know because the the other option at points was to just sort of after the last record you know we knew we were going to take time off like yeah. time out of it everyone wanted to do different things yeah. and it was and you know which everyone which kind of made sense you know with it's like everyone's getting to that thing now and we were pushed everyone's kind of pushing and maybe it wasn't the best to keep trying to funnel it into the same thing yeah exactly and um but it was but well, then you I mean, that thing particularly as as you said if you started well when you're all like a 14 15 yeah, 16 we, you've spent the last 14 15 years learning what you're into and developing and changing yeah. like, they're the points that you go off on tangents and find yeah, what you're yeah. into. So to try and then hold 
everyone together in that yeah, yeah. is restrictive in yeah. many ways. If one of you wants to go off and do that, that might not be right for the Maccabees. Yeah, and if yeah, one of you yeah, wants yeah. to go off and do this, that might not be yeah, that exactly. might not be a Maccabees thing. It's a it's right for for Hugo yeah. or for Felix or for or, or, or whoever else, but it might not be right. For and the then Maccabees. What's, and then you end up in that situation where what's the well what, what's the music. The Mac, if it's not what we want to be doing at that point, yeah. what are we doing it for? Yeah, because we've got, because we've made a career out of it, and it, you know, yeah. it's like you've got this fictional, and then suddenly you're like, that, well, that is, you know, yeah, it doesn't make. You're trying to appease, and I think we always, we'd always done it. That band felt like from the start of it, you know, it was always for the right reasons, and we dealt, you know, everything. I think we did with with really great intentions, and and I think it just, yeah, you, don't, you can't just let it um i don't know it just felt it felt like we'd by ending it at that point we'd ended it at you'd, a point where we found the right we we've, we've left stop. it and we actually got it you know we, we did the whole thing start to start to end in the right way yeah and, and that's yeah completely i get that and it's a, it's a fascinating one because a band has less w- a wiggle room it, it might only be in my head than an individual oh, oh we were talking before we started about a Jack Peñate who we both absolutely yeah, adore yeah. Jack's a solo artist so Jack deciding the first album was kind of jangly guitars and the second is all kind of synthy and some kind of uh, Afrobeat type, <laughs> type stuff in there that's an individual making those choices yeah, and changes can... whereas the Maccabees they're, they're a thing yeah. that's, that's not an individual it's a, it's a collective therefore it's harder if the Maccabees turned around and went our new album is <clears> is completely electro completely yeah, this yeah. or that then people would be like that's not the Maccabees yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean I don't know there's, well, that's there's more acceptance it's, of an individual making those changes than a group making those changes yeah definitely and I think and it's such a balance and, and also those sort of changes wouldn't necessarily have happened because because it's always that the way I guess the way bands work when it's they're collaborative right? yeah it's yeah. a democracy and it you nothing i think you f- also find your own place with it like i thought like we did create something that we had like a real uniqueness to what we did and and i think that's because whenever there's you know i guess as a solo artist you can just kind of tear off on one thing that might be following down a path that yeah. might be like because you're there's something else that you're into that's heavily influencing it whereas with with a band one person might be in that direction but the other person's in the other direction and so it's about finding that place in the middle which is actually brings all the influence kind of back and turns yeah. it into something that is unique to to the whole thing you know? yeah i love that but again so so um you did the farewell gigs Again, it just must have been like, how was it leading up to that? Aware that that was the big ending because there's a different pressure on that all of a sudden. Yeah. Or was there a relief that you know, that, not in a harsh way? Oh, this, this, this the last time I have to play this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> particularly if it's particularly early songs that you've played for years and yeah. years and years. Was there a relief or a sad kind of farewell to them as such? Yeah, I think it was a farewell. I, I don't know if I felt. Um, relief that we'd never have to do it again but, <laughs> i'm done with i this. mean there were certain elements of it you know like um even like the sort of meetings running up to it and the organization of it all yeah. and kind of being back in because we'd essentially had a year out before those shows we'd, yeah. we'd kind of called it a day a year before yeah so so sort of throwing back into those situations and where even with that year apart 
if there was things that you'd kind of romanticised about it and then suddenly being back in that situation, having those discussions and kind of you just think to yourself, do you know what, actually it's quite good that we don't, you know, yeah, quite, yeah. feel quite relieved that we don't have to do that. Well, completely, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole industry that's hugely romanticised, particularly yeah. the touring side of it. Yeah. If, oh, if, well, if you are it. a I mean, hard touring band, it's, 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 it's a intense job oh, it's man. not this and it might be when you start off. I mean I'm lucky I started I was 25 like when I first yeah. started touring and that so I'd already had my kind of youth of partying so I didn't do that much partying on the road but even if you start off partying on the road it's not going to last it no. becomes it becomes a regimented and that's it's a job. again it's the same thing of like having when you finish you look back on touring and you think about the amazing moments the gigs like all you know the places you went and that kind of thing but actually the reality and even what we noticed you know that was like a two-week thing we just did and yeah but you just remember that it's the reality of it is you're just sitting in a room with nothing to do yeah. like or you, yeah. you're kind of there's it's basically you're waiting you're waiting all yeah. day for one hour of a thing and that's and it's, it's and and you're kind of confined to living on a time frame that is a time like time schedule that isn't yours that doesn't yeah. allow you to do what get what you want to get done you can't find Not anywhere comfortable to get any work done you can't it's just sort of you're constantly you trying to battle that. at this point or that point no, you're kind of stuck into these and actually you know that and especially when you're sitting in dingy dressing rooms you know you're sort of thinking what it's, it's that do I, want I mean to, to, forever? to butcher and paraphrase it a million times but the geeks all of us do the gigs for free. The bit we yeah, get paid yeah, yeah. for is it's, travel yeah, and the waiting true. around and the, yeah, and the mundanity yeah. and all that it's kind of thing. That's so, the bit really that, true, the bit yeah. on stage. It's like no one should have to pay no, me for this. No. I'm getting to enjoy myself and have people cheer yeah. and say how wonderful I am. It's yeah. like, I shouldn't also say, well, that'll be a tenner for the, yeah, yeah, the pleasure yeah. of that. It's like it's the rest of it that, it's, <laughs> that, that the cost comes in. That's really true. Yeah. So so let's go all all the way back to kind of growing up. You're from London, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and was music always the kind of the goal and the aim and the dream? Um, it, I guess. I mean, I only, I literally had started. Well, I guess we grew up because with Felix, my brother, yeah, he's again, in the band as well. To mention if anyone doesn't know that, yeah, it is friends and family, as you yeah, were saying. Friends and the, family, yeah. Particularly, again, it it must have made that dressing room all the more emotional. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. that this is true. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, your brother. It's real, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it is. I mean, yeah, and um, we grew up massively. You know, I, I guess you know we grew up and we loved music. Basically, yeah. we listened to music. Our parents listened to music, and um, you know, like kind of Bob Dylan, Van Morrison, Beatles, and just had like a real thing. But but never really. For me, it had never been something that I was going to do. Um, I, I saw myself ending up in, and, and Felix had started playing guitar maybe when he was sort of 14 yeah so actually started a band with jack pinata kind of like yeah and that we kind of ended up you know like orlando and and me would go to the to those gigs and kind of and then we started a band that was the maccabees and then fee and jack pinata's band split up and fee joined our band and and it it kind of so and i think it was a focus you know at that point it was and then we we yeah, I think we all, you know, wanted something where we could feel, where we could put everything into it, you know, yeah. and I guess we didn't feel like we had that with, it, I guess it's escape, but it's also like, you, you know, wanting to create and, yeah. and kind of, and learn and yeah. just being interested in and, what can happen. And, 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 and South London can be a great 
place for that, I think. I think yeah. it is a creative place. I think it it's changing now, but for years it's had a reputation as the as the rougher end of London, the, the grimy yeah, part. Yeah. But number one, that often inspires culture and motivation. But number two, it's got a good few kind of schools that encourage yeah, you know, yeah. or, or Brit school and, 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 and a couple of other yeah. ones around this way. That well, even that, I went to Elliot. Um, yeah, as a, and they in that you know hot the, chip were there. I was going to say the amount of people who've come out of, of Elliot as well. Um, yeah, it was like lo- lo- loads of them. I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> I read an article like, of, a, a couple of weeks ago that mentioned you two and hot chip right, and a, yeah, and a few yeah. others, and it's, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, I guess that. I mean, yeah, there was something about it. and and Kate I, I Tempest think being, as well is one yeah. that again just she wouldn't be what she was is without South London like yeah, she yeah. South London pours out of her every time she, yeah, she, yeah. she steps up to a microphone and I love that it is amazing and it definitely had like a I mean we so we kind of did that and just being in, in London I think and being able to play you know the, the how exciting it was doing all those early shows like yeah. in just every you know in I don't know like Barfly and Camden yeah. and yeah, all yeah, this yeah, sort yeah. of um, Rhythm Factory and yeah. all the kind of bit, you know everything was accessible like that and then uh, and then we actually moved. We got kind of got to that university thing. Wanted to keep the band together. Land had gone to Brighton. Yeah. Um, and because that's it, I kind of heard of you guys as a Brighton band. Yeah, so was, was where I kind of I saw that, and it wasn't until again we yeah, were chatting, took, and I was like, it oh, took a long time to kind of work out. But we actually yeah, we ended up all going managing to get into university to, essentially to keep the band together. Amazing. And I love and that. so we all moved down to Brighton, and essentially spent our student loans on rehearsing you know and yeah. just and um and didn't and and did nothing really but that but focus on the band and, and that was an amazing place to do it because there's it's a like kind of as an area there's so many venues in such yeah. a, i mean i'm sure you know yeah 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 of but course. in such a small radius that it was like it was really it seemed really easy simple that we could just keep playing different venues but every again, night it's, it's a timing thing as well because i feel that y- you guys are a key part to that being the case there at the moment because i think there's always mm. been good scenes in brighton but it really felt that when you guys and peggy sue and a, f- yeah, a few others were coming time, up yeah. there was so many just good things in brighton that um i don't know if it coincides with people realizing that it's not that far on the train from london and stuff like that but it felt like that was for music it suddenly oh like, like i I live in Essex, and there was the realization: it's like I'd rather go and watch a band in Brighton than in London because right, yeah. it is a bit more. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more personal. It's yeah. not its own thing. It isn't a London gig. Yeah, it had. There was something amazing about, it. and I think, yeah, it was. It, it, I guess it just that made a lot of sense for us at the time, and yeah. it was really exciting. And, and actually, everything that happened, you know, we created what we created. There was the the kind of imprint that's seen us through to now you know with yeah. like finding the record label our manager or like the whole team really that we sort of picked up in that in you know, tour managers that were yeah. running club nights in um oh, really? you know, in brighton and yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. everyone all our crew were just were people we had kind of met from in that, that world you know so it, so that whole thing and then you know and we essentially we, we did the first album i mean we recorded in london but we were living in Brighton and by the second record I think it was we started sort of moving back one yeah. by one and yeah. and 
and then and back to South London really, and then found this place that just kind of cemented the thing of yeah. us of us being you know essentially where we're from you know being back in South London and yeah. and actually rebuilding it here. Again, it's it's great to have a place like this in your roots in your in, yeah in, in, I mean, like not that kind of oh we've gone to this cool other yeah, area yeah. like. To, to be predictable oh we've gone to East London yeah, oh, yeah. This, this little studio it's like no this is yeah, well, it's we, back where it all began yeah we're almost guilty of saying too much you know even the last the whole thing became about Elephant and Castle yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, 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 the yeah. album covers the, yeah. the roundabout amazing, <laughs> but, amazing but yeah so I think it's um, quite evident how much we um, we'd like me and um, uh, one of my, my best nights out in recent years it was last year for Kate Tempest's birthday as she was having a party in a pub somewhere me and Polar Bear, spoken word artists, were running early and we went, look, do, do you want to go to the the bowling up Elephant and Castle? Oh, yeah. So we went to the bowling up Elephant and Castle, we drank cider, um, it was like a Thursday or Friday night, so it proper, it felt yeah. of, of of Lynx Africa and fingering and <laughs> and it, it was just, but we just had the best night of bowling and then we honestly almost didn't go on to Kate's birthday because we're not yeah, big parties yeah, anyway yeah. So, so, so we're only going to go for one and we're bowling and loving it like good, that place, shall we just it? make our excuses because <laughs> this feels proper this feels like when this feels it, like the South London I used to come to as a really kid not, left, not the hip it? cool South London yeah. or anything like that it's like it's proper old school there's something I don't know how that they've managed that with that, that shopping, shopping centre center, it's yeah. just been like it's like the one place that's been like time capsule untouched like, untouched just, yeah nothing and, and it's still kind of un- like even though as you watch all the kind of new flats going up and all it's around this area which the whole area is yeah man but then you look at the shopping centre which is the centrepiece of yeah. it and they still won't repaint the front you know that's like it. it's half blue half pink it and up. weirdness I went to on Boxing Day last year I was going I was going Millwall and, and me and my dad I went to S- S- Surrey Quiche the shopping centre right. and that's another one that's still got that <laughs> that griminess and we were ordering our burgers at Burger King and a proper <laughs> aggressive a, a older South London lady was threatening to jump over the counter and headbutt the member of staff um, if she didn't change her attitude and we were wow. like well it's still <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. still it's still South London yes. I keep reading about how it's all yeah, it hasn't, gentrified hasn't and all this it's like nah <laughs> nah it's fine it's, yeah. it's holding it together in the in, in the shopping centres yeah yeah <laughs> um, so so how was it when I mean it felt it probably wasn't but it felt quite quick that you kind of started to get a name and then were signing was it to fiction Signed originally to fiction, yeah, were a major label you know yeah, they were yeah. a big thing and at the time in, I remember when we had a meeting with Fiction, they were one of the ones that broke my heart a little bit because I wanted to meet major labels and hate them and indies mm-hmm. and love them. Yeah, And yeah, we yeah. met everyone at that point and some of the indies had no clue and some of the majors like Fiction and a few others were so clued on and were yeah, so... Yeah. They weren't... You, Charlie, like when you're an independent act, you've got this image of major labels or evil yeah, corporate <laughs> pricks and the people at Fiction were lovely and yeah, there was a I few mean, different ones they I really like that. stuck with us like Fiction you know we, I think we did actually yeah we signed, I think we did sign a five album deal yeah. we, but with kind of options every time but we stayed with them with um, this Jim Chancellor and Alex Close who yeah. had like and we it, you know I think it is quite rare nowadays to to sign with 
two people you know at that label and actually they they've been there everyone every step is still of the way there. right yeah. till the end of the thing so it's cr- that was it's a crazy ten, ten year relationship with them you know that it's was beautiful and that still is kind of in such a great place you know that, yeah that um you know they were amazing amazingly supportive of it and 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 allowed us to grow and that was one of the things about fiction i guess is that they there was never and why the band lasted so long and, and how it developed and yeah. because there was never that overpressure. We were never massively, you know, the first record was did well, but it's like it wasn't, we never really had like hits that that put pressure on it's us a, to be. It's a, we a hidden benefit, right? It's massive, I feel, yeah, again, looking, not to speak out of class, but I felt watching from the sides at points with um, a Kate, Kate Nash on fiction that she was a victim at one point of her own success the yeah, fact yeah. that the first song she ever wrote yeah, was a number, was a number one, one the first album was a number one and most people it are meant, a victim it meant this, that, this that suddenly all this pressure yeah. and you can't you can't maintain that whereas if you go in there as a no we yeah. make just at what you're buying here is the good music we're making yeah, yeah. not the pop potential or anything else you're buying the music then that's a better well, situation like, right? even like with our our records, the way they charted, is it's quite an amazing. Like, the, I think the first record was like uh, twenty or twenty-four, and and then the second one was fifteen, and then yeah. the third one was four, and then the fourth one was number one. Amazing! And it was like so. It's like this perfect yeah. arc of yeah, like yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and it kind of it felt like it. And it's a beautiful rarity, man, that that kind of thing happens, and also that you'll have a fan base who have favorite songs on your last record yeah, as well yeah, as on yeah. your first record yeah. it's so common that everyone's favourite songs are the, on the first record and this and that yeah, it's such a rare treat it that it's it's across the board yeah amazing it's amazing thing I've, I've, I feel yeah. I should mention now and, and, and make j- joke of I've had people give stick because for a while, apparently, Adele kept kept coming up in my conversations about how we used to gig. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, your best mates, which is on the... And then, then Kate Nash became the next one. I've not spoken to Kate in about five <laughs> years, but I love her dearly. So now I want to switch that and make out that a, a Jack Pignate is my best mate, and we talk all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, so when you see him yeah. next week, I'll make tell that. Him, I'll tell him his best mate says I, I. I always so. remember a little heart, heartbreaking thing of when, when we'd all gig together and we were blown up and Jack was on... Gonzo were doing their songs of the year and now Shout got single yeah. of the year and um, and Zane and it's something that didn't cross my mind and, Z- and Zane was talking to Jack and he was like yeah like Pip it's like it's great he was gigging all the keys and it was like you know it's like that slightly older guy that just gets it and I was like what do you mean I'm slightly older? I, like, I, was, I was, I was 25 and they're all like 17, 18 and I'm there being hey guys I'm the coolest. <laughs> so I always remember wow. him saying that and me going Oh, oh shit! I didn't realise I was the slightly <laughs> older guy, <laughs> but still only twenty five. The creepy yeah. old guy just turning <laughs> up, going, "Hey guys, let's make music." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. so how was that um, to continue to 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 grow and rise within a major label? You, you know, because again, there there is that it it is it's normally that you'll have that gro- growing period on your own yeah. or in an indie. How was that? Were you kind of just left to do uh, what you want? Because that's what yeah. it felt like with you guys. It felt like it very much they were like, just, yeah, just go ahead. Kind they of. essentially did, yeah, and su- like kind of supported our decisions and stuff. And actually, I think just had amazingly kind of had enough belief even that we were going to work stuff out or like when we've started making a record you know if, the, yeah. if it wasn't feeling like it was happening you know they would kind of have the 
belief to kind of go no you just you carry on you know you'll, you'll wicked, get there man. and, and like, that's a rarity because there's all there's generally so mm. much pressure to well it's like festival seasons coming up whatever, and things you, like that and and you get like but yeah and even you know we always worked on our own devices and amazing, it was all yeah. always just everything within the band and i think um and we were always allowed to do that and given space to do that and i think that is rare like it definitely is rare uh, have you done any um, co-writing outside of the Maccabees so, so writing for other people or, or with other people um, a little bit more now starting to sort of get I think into it I, I think it's fascinating I think it's a world that's changing again like when I was starting off I was like I couldn't imagine that yeah, I, write yeah. for, I write for me I couldn't yeah well I, that's but like, that's I there, mean, even, there is a beautiful and again it's another thing where it's a, a different skill yeah. it's something that, that you probably have to but it is, you know, it is in the same way it was what we were doing in the Maccabees. We were co-writing, but it was in a kind of in the same group yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, it was just the same group. And that was, so it's quite nice. That and actually, me and Felix just did a track for uh, Jesse Ware's next record. Oh, wicked! That was kind of like the song was actually writ- already predominantly written with Paul Buchanan from Blue Nile and Jesse, oh, wicked, and, yeah, and then yeah. me and Felix did the music with, to it, and, awesome. and then I produced the track, and it's kind of so all these things. Kind How of mad is that? The stuff like that. Does that make you feel like a like a proper grown up? That you're suddenly part of this 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 thing where it's yeah. you know you're 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 having your input and it's valued. You're not yeah, that I feel like that little indie band that you're like. Is someone going to realise we don't know what we're doing? Well, that's the thing. Like even working as a producer with people, you know, I've worked in the last year I've been working with a few sort of 20 year olds and yeah. it's it, you know at times I would seem still think of myself as I I see like I'm the same age as them but actually we realise in conversation it's like I'm like this is like you were 10 years old well not even 10 they were <laughs> what's it yeah yeah. 10 when I started the band or whatever well, that's it's, it. like, it's an industry that allows you to not grow up yeah yeah do you, you know what I mean you are you just playing and much. messing about so it is one way I couldn't and agree I found that, that even like and ask Jack <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like even <laughs> as a working separately as a producer now outside of the world we created as a band and the people we dealt with and suddenly now on my own dealing with A&R people and major labels and yeah. and all it's kind of it's this whole thing that I've I kind of took for granted in our world that we just had this like protective bubble and everything yeah. and now it's like sort of okay like this is if it, it definitely feels like yeah bursting out of this thing into a more grown like okay this is like now it's like kind of keep your head screwed you know it's spreading know, your wings isn't it it's, it's getting yeah. to try things out and that's what I think is f- fascinating about the co-writing or co-producing or whatever else is that yeah. you get to touch in an area but you don't have to dedicate a whole album to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You get to go and experiment here and go, oh, this is cool. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be, oh, this is our new sound and yeah. we need to get 10 albums out of this. Like, I'm making this for one song for one person. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that must be a freeing yeah, feeling and yeah. approach. And also, it's a, it's a nice way of working on things outside of the band. Is like kind of the realisation of you can just spend... You don't have to invest everything we did with the band. We'd invest our lives into it, you know. Whereas you can work with someone for one day, have a good t- like, just be in a good mood. You just kind of put something together, write something, yeah, everything, and then just kind of it's it's kind of done. It's written. You don't. There's not a thing of spending. You don't have to spend a month to deciding whether it was the right route for to go down with that one. Exactly. It's, it's just that, like you just write music because it's fun writing music, and it's like it's, it's a like, beautiful. Th- no. Thing. It takes a level of the pressure off. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, 
I need to mention this as well. One of the reasons it came to mind was on the way in, or before I left, um, I wasn't looking at my phone while stuck in traffic. Um, I was reading all the ex- excitement about an, a new t- t- a Taylor Swift track, and in mm-hmm. the credits are the three guys from Right Said Fred. <laughs> and I was like, the the thought of her collaborating, it turns out, I mean, supposedly it's a sample, so it's not okay. actually a right credit, but <laughs> fuck that. In my mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor went, I tell you who we need, <laughs> the three out. lads from Right Said Fred, and <laughs> yeah. they came in, and yeah, it blew my mind. That's but amazing. again, I like that. I like that the, that the industry is like that, that yeah, there can be that is. collaboration. And, and, and collaboration is such a massive part of it, and with it, I think with people co-writing is especially even when you look look at those pop things where it's like eight writers on a song or something it's yeah. like there is a massive collaborative thing in i think there's there's still a stigma attached to it like but there's also the benefits that you could essentially with a band we had we work yeah you know, like i said before we were, we were co-writing anyway you know everything yeah. is co-writing and when you're working on your right when you're a pop artist or a solo artist you don't have anyone so you've got to collaborate and being able being free to collaborate with different people all the yeah. time and kind of is a really incredible thing and does kind of you know you get amazing things out of it yeah and again y- you're gonna learn things there that you exactly. wouldn't learn yeah. in your own locked in your studio with your four mates that you've known since exactly, you were yeah. teenagers yeah. You're, you're going to be open yeah. to things yeah. um, another r- reason it's odd that our paths have never crossed is you've DJ'd a few times with for Stu Whiffin uh, who Stu, I do my yes. club night oh, yeah, with yeah. I've been doing my club night with him for years oh, and weirdly nice. I, when I launched my club night I made a load of mashups and one of the first mashups that I, I literally played last month is is a Maccabees track that oh, I've called nice. Precious Ebony. I put this this, <laughs> this amazing <laughs> rap track over it. And, I'd um, like to hear that again. I'll, yeah, I'll send it. it <laughs> so I might I might even put it at the end of the yeah, podcast. But um, yeah, it's 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 weird that that's never yeah, crossed over. We did a bunch of stuff here. Then. Do you DJ still? Is that something mm, we've sort of done? Well, actually, this is because now uh, Felix is Felix on XFM at the moment as, as yeah, well. He's isn't he? doing this. Yeah, he's done a, a couple thing. of weeks of yeah. uh, John Kennedy. Actually, yeah, when yeah, he, yeah. Um, but he he started also a record label, this Yellow, yeah. um, which and they're running club nights. So there's oh, like there's kind of um, I guess everything's kind of going into those club nights yeah. these days. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, we haven't DJed much. I mean, we didn't. We weren't really great DJ. You know, we played tunes, but yeah. we were. It, it was kind of fun. That's what it's about. <laughs> like, and my club night is. The good thing is I've got these two DJs, so Push Music and, um, or, uh, sorry, Disco Tech Credits, as he's, he's changed his name to, and DJ Destruction, who are the best DJs in the world, and the rest of us just play tunes. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of that good balance of you can get away with an hour of someone who's not necessarily going to be beat juggling the whole time, and then <laughs> you sling on someone who is going to be. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, oh, we'll have to p- p- pull you out of retirement at some yeah, point. Yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> So what's ahead? I'll, like, I'll start to round things up now. The two more things I wanted to ask about was, was what's ahead, and I saw um, Ambassador of the MS oh, um, did you? Society. Really? Yeah, what, what's oh, the... Oh, sorry, I, I thought you said this But yeah, no, me and Felix yeah. are yeah. ambassadors, um, which is amazing. They asked us, I mean, we, we've been involved, basically our mum died of MS when, oh, wow. she, when we were young you know so we about the same time we started the band really you know yeah. 16 at the time and um and i think 
well, and, and at some point during the, the band thing, we kind of realised that there was, it, you know, when we started getting somewhere with the band and we thought we could maybe be involved. Yeah, we've got a voice in And we way. started ch- raising, so for years we've been raising money at shows and just, you know, always had collection tins and stuff. And, yeah. then, and more recently, just become more and more involved in it and, yeah. and actually did the first, you know, recently we, we just did the first gig for that before the Ali Pallies, we played a mirror in London Bridge, right, like yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. people or something. Wow! For MS Society is like a oh wow. A, um, but so that yeah, they asked us to be ambassadors, and that's wicked, it's been an amazing thing to be. Yeah, that's a beautiful and, thing to have that. Um, I don't know. It's 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 weird in a in the world at the moment where there's so many perfectly v- v- valid and needing c- 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 causes that you kind of. I don't know. I, I feel it's wise to step away until there's one that means the world to you, and then you can throw yeah, yourself yeah. into it hundred percent. And that's obviously something that means every oh, for yeah. obvious reasons. It means everything to you guys. It's so it is one really that you can amazing. Proper and I think also that the even the the realization of I guess we didn't see us. We don't see ourselves as that. Like we're not that important. Or, or, do we have much weight we're not celebrities we're not this kind of thing but the the way actually for that charity they've really embraced us and actually been kind of it's like we've been important to them with like for young people as well kind of awareness for young people and um it's been sort of shocking to see that how how much we mean to being involved in that you know and um but i guess it just kind of shows that it's that you know being involved it's really great to be involved to sort of completely and 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 the invaluableness of people being involved again who and i'm not saying that that anyone else doesn't but who generally have a connection and care for the calls rather than yeah. just i need a charity calls that i want to promote yeah, or do yeah. you know what i mean i, I want to look like a nice person or whatever else it's like i guarantee that means the world to them that that, that yeah. you guys really really give a shit and yeah, it's kind yeah. of this 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 huge thing so my, yeah i mean yeah we, we feel because even going to you know we go to like the award, they do like an awards thing every year and you kind of m- meet a lot of people there yeah. and it's always I mean it's really it's, yeah it's quite all quite heavy heavy yeah. but like and you just realise how much I mean I don't see it as we we don't you know we've used the band as a thing to promote the charity but you realise how much people how many people really dedicate their lives to, to supporting so, charities and, yeah. and being carers and all that stuff yeah and um yeah, it's it's like an amazing thing to kind of and witness. Again, mm. it's an important one as well because these charities will also um, address and support and help those who are having to be carers at, at detriment exactly. to their own own exactly. lives or careers or whatever else. Like I've got a few friends who've who who I don't think themselves realise how amazing they've been yeah, in the yeah. support from a young age, support of their family members who have MS yeah. or, 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 or other similar things. And it's it's easy to look and go, oh, here's the person that we need to help and miss yeah, the person yeah. who's standing next to them who's yeah, getting yeah. up before they go to work to help out and yeah. then coming straight back from work to help out again and things like that. And that's, it's, it's the, real, that's the beauty of these things, and is it's, finding yeah, b- b- both sides of that. Those people are like real heroes, you yeah, know, and it's yeah. kind of like, especially when you look at, um, and it may, yeah, even the, sort of this whole sort of celebrity thing that's kind of celebrated it's one of those things about going to this awards thing is you know there's so much especially with the band being involved in all that thing and this sort of celebration of like 
this uh it's so great and when you got something as real as that and pe- what people would give their lives to yeah. caring for someone or, yeah. and and you think you know what everything everyone else, these people are creating you yeah. know art wise outside it really is nothing in comparison yeah. to what these people are doing 100 percent. and it, it, again it's that weird thing of if you write a song everyone will be like fucking hell you're amazing exactly like, yeah but oh really i wrote a song yeah and, yeah. and again it's it, that's the thing it's, yeah, it's it was kind of selfish in a way it's weird because a friend of mine recently has just completely put her life on hold and come back from another country to, to look after a brother and help out who she's looked after for years mm. but a few things have happened and things like that it's like those individuals because it just becomes that's just how life is that's just what they do they step yeah. up to the plate that's the shit that we should be tapping yeah. on the shoulder and reminding them again no that's amazing you're yeah, an amazing yeah. person you might not have written a catchy song yeah, yeah but yeah. my god that's an amazing thing <laughs> yeah. that just it's, it's not even a consideration this is just how i do exactly, my life yeah it's, like, it's, it's not like, asking great. for anything back is it no, no. exactly well um i want to ask what's next but i'm enjoying this and what's next is always kind of the end of the conversation <laughs> what is it that you're always hoping to talk about in in interviews or in podcasts or in conversations i know um there was a point on Inst- on Twitter that people knew if they they brought up MMA to me, um, a mixed martial arts and UFC, they'd get a conversation because I'm just always I'm chomping at the bit to talk about it. I'm not so much now that the Conor McGregor and Mayweather thing is the biggest thing in the world, and we're recording this the, a week before that happens. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it that you get kind of into that's not music based, it's not career based, that's not about your brother, it's not about any of these. What is I mean, really, I kind of fell into like. I mean, I'm quite a, a geek with the whole production thing now. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to um, massively discuss. But that's like, I guess that is my topic of to get to d- thing and is 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 part of the joy of because you're doing kind of solo studio time at the moment. So it's not yeah you and the guys so much. How do you make sure? you're being productive and not just playing about or nerding out or is there no yeah, what is is there no variation between the two because if you are just nerding out and playing with something and you're learning i guess right yeah i think so i mean i i think more recently i've definitely been working with people but just other other people other artists, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just like a different a different thing but yeah i get it can definitely get I mean, I feel like it's not, it's maybe a, a, was a boring topic to bring up. No, no, no. Not, I love like, it. I love it. No, I, so. I just think it's interesting. I think anything I like that. Um, it's 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 finding the balance. As someone who writes a lyrics and um, is writing scripts and stories are a big part of my life. I I kind of at points I will allow myself to get away with watching a lot of films and a lot of TV yeah, and a lot of things yeah. like that and go well. It's inspiration. You yeah, know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, learning. I'm studying, yeah. and then I have to go. No, I just can't be asked to do any work. <laughs> I've just spent four days watching a box set. Is this really inspiration and studying and work? So it's yeah, finding that yeah. that balance. I'd, and I'd imagine it's similar at points with a, pr- a production. Is you can you could spend a lot of time yeah, dicking about with an unusual now. instrument, and then going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. "I'm never actually." gonna use this this yeah, is yeah. this is ludicrous yeah i don't know i guess all that stuff does i, I feel like all that it all, like adds, all, up that, it, it all, all adds up yeah most of it's kind of you you know is never thing but there's always there's always a little bit of something that stays yeah. you know, so i genuinely i've had that in in and i it's what i like about the fringe as well is all these different things it's entertainment and i enjoy it but 
there'll be something in there, even if it's just a turn of phrase or a word, that will then set my mind off on a path that's completely unrelated to yeah, what I'm watching, yeah. but it's an idea. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll struggle to concentrate. And that's the, the beauty of it. It just happens that I get to to hunt for those moments in really enjoyable, uh, <laughs> a relaxing entertainment. It's good. Um, so what is ahead? Do you see yourself working as a solo artist or do you see yourself moving into the background of, of, of focusing on, on producing for other people, as you were saying? Yeah. What's the, kind of I your think thought? there's a balance. Well, a I think in an, in an ideal... I mean, uh, it, I think at the moment it does feel like it's about balancing. Like There's lo- so many opportunities. I think... Definitely not stopping the idea of there being another band in some way. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily kind of following that, the format of a traditional thing. But, and actually, I wish a project I've been working on with both of my brothers, so my younger brother as well. Yeah. And so we're, and we're actually there coming here after you leave. So we're going to, we're doing something today. Cool. Um, But that's been a kind of collaborative project that we've been writing for for the last year really in bits I, I, I hope that's really successful because then it'll be you were watching your brother in Jack's band in a band yeah, with Jack and then they stopped and then he was watching you two in the Maccabees and then they stopped and then the three of you yeah, yeah. Just it, it makes sense it does the whole thing of that I mean even doing stuff together it makes it, it just feels like it's that's you know it yeah. makes sense that we do that and it, and there's um, you know our younger brother's really incredible songwriter and yeah um it's so so that's all kind of yeah coming together and so there's a balance of really of doing that um writing on my own as well just kind of again it's like nothing i'd really want to rush into but it's just writing music and finding the place for it to fit you know and when it kind of lands somewhere yeah and um and then the production thing which has been kind of at the forefront of a lot of stuff and for me and as you know off the back of the Maccabees thing and has just felt like there's been a kind of momentum with that constant flow yeah yeah. and I love doing it I love working with new people I love working with younger people and where it's where it feels like there's almost a kind of instant thing of that of everything from the last 10 years with the band going through all that thing it's like being able to speak to someone that's about you know start working with someone that's about to do that you know about and there's, to start and on there's a journey. kind of thing of like well if i was back then it would have been nice to have someone to have that, this, that had just yeah. that would had just done that and then even helping with people's music in that way and developing things as you know for someone's got songs and there's you know putting a band together for them yeah. working out how you know yeah. the dynamics of it all and being like is, it took me five years it to, to learn this but i can exactly, tell you this right now i can exactly, you can skip this whole fucking painful exactly lesson it, which is what we did for years you know develop that stuff and now it's like kind of in a position well let's get in the room together and we'll sort it out in two days I love you know? it. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah and and so that's that's it feels like a really um it just feels like a, a kind of natural place for it. It's, and it's, it's good because you've got the right outlook on that. I know there'd be a lot of musicians that'd be like, no, you've got to learn. I went through it. I you went through it. it. You've got to go. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, don't go through that. Look, I'll just yeah. tell you now and we'll <laughs> yeah, make it a lot that. easier. That's a far better outlook, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's brilliant. Yeah, and then and actually that stuff's kind of, um, you know, t- even turning into work, like, for example, working with Jesse and, yeah. and um, maybe Jack and... There's it's kind of like there's a kind of you all those yeah people that we know that are in, involved in music and it makes, making music as well. Are those collaborations it makes a sense to me because they're people from different kind of genres, but all of them have got 
both a pop sensibility and some kind of indie independent sensibility. Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of it's it's that beautiful thing. It's like well, they it's 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 what happened, I guess, with that scene initially with yeah, yeah. Jack and Adele and Peggy Sue and you guys and, yeah, and, and yeah. my stuff and a load of other people. There was no clear connection between like it, it was it's not like it was all the same genre yeah. but it all came from that same place of diy of let's just get up there and fucking yeah. do it let's not think too much about that's not well, is, that's not punk or that's not this or that it's exactly. like this is just, just a laugh yeah and uh, i think there's there is something amazing looking at the amount of people that are from that yeah. are kind of like whatever it is time frame yeah that all um that there were so many great people in that bunch that were, were sort of playing those shows yeah. together. And, and, and just on all know. sides of it, with obviously I've had Gemma Carney on, who's gone on to do yeah, a million yeah. amazing things, and Laura, obviously, yeah, who's yeah. just absolutely the smashing it out of the park. Things, and yeah. Again, I think, n- not to rehash that, but what we talked about when Laura was on was, it was exactly that. It was a load of people who were just going, well... <sighs> It sounds so hippie, but you can do anything. Yeah, essentially, it wasn't anyone going, "Oh, oh no, I'm doing the singing." You're, I'm doing that. It's yeah. like you can do, and all of us can do anything. Laura will be on stage, or she'll be at the side, or she'll be doing this, and Gemma yeah, and everyone yeah. kind of all mixing and matching. It's just, yeah, having that. I think, I guess maybe it was there was just a thing of it felt, yeah, it felt like people could try stuff and yeah. and do it, and you know, and I guess everyone's learning. You know, everyone's yeah. learning at the same time. Exactly. And, well, perfect. That's a perfect note to end it on. Um, yeah. I'm now going to start the myth that you and me have known each other for years and we came up <laughs> together and we're best mates. The same. It was you, me, in one class. It was you, me, Adele, Kate, Jack, um, and a load of others. And we we're all in play school together. And beautiful history, man. Yeah, all we do is talk about each other. <laughs> exactly. <on> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, where can people keep kind of up to date on all you're doing? I know um, you're on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. Know, I guess there's. I'm, I'm not that on top of it, but <laughs> every now and then. Well, thank you very much, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. No, no I sorry. really appreciate it. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits. There we go, that was Hugo. We could literally have talked for hours and hours on end. We had a lovely time. It's mad, as we touched upon a lot, it's mad that that's the first time we've met because our paths have come so close to crossing so many times. And Hugo, you know, is now with my dear friend and former Distraction Pieces guest, Laura Dockrill. So, yeah, many loops and and, and wonders. So I'm I'm glad we got to sit down and talk. Thank you for tuning in, guys. As I mentioned, if you enjoyed that and fancy hearing Hugo selecting his top five stories behind songs on Hardcore Listing, then go and check that that out. I mean, the Hardcore Listing boys have had lads from Block Party on, from Baby Shambles, from The Milk, from from loads of really good bands. So if you're into indie rock, then they're a good place to go and look. But um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. Next week, who's my who's my guest next week? Next week, I've got he- I've got Helen Chamberlain from Soccer AM. It's absolutely amazing. It's it's again another. I keep having. I'm I'm on a uh, a wicked run of having some of my favourite conversations I've had. So yeah, that'll be next week. I'm gonna stop talking. See you in a bit. Ta ta.